I'll tell you, I am appreciating and my family is appreciating the talent in this church and the community of this church. Oh, God is good, isn't he? As Jim mentioned, we do have, and I do put out Advent devotionals each year. This is one I revised from many, many years ago. Um, there's a regular print. And there's a large print. This is probably one of the favorite ones I have ever done. It starts at the beginning of time and works right up to the birth of Christ. But they are out there um, for you to take, for you to share. And there's some in a box as well. There's extras. Our theme for today is hope. And we're going to be looking at several different passages of Scripture. The first one is Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And as we share here together, that you would just revive that hope in us. Do your work here in our hearts and in our lives this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. A number of years ago, I came across a book by Debbie McCumber called One Perfect Word. And the idea of that book was to pick one word for the year to come. And I remember sharing this with one of my good friends named Kathy, Kathy Tice. And I shared that with her in the challenge. And I don't remember for the life of me what word I picked for that year. I think it might have been blessed and looking at some of the blessed scriptures in the, that we have. But Kathy chose the word hope. When we came to the next year, I asked her what word she was going to choose. She said, I'm not done with that word hope. I'm going to choose that one again in the same for a number of years, and then she got to the point where she was unable to stay at home, unable to live by herself. She went and moved with her former daughter-in-law. And the wonderful thing is, she continued to have that hope in Jesus Christ, even when her physical condition continued to fail, even when she went downhill and could not remember. And last summer, we had the privilege of sharing in her funeral and sharing that hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Hope. When I was a child, we used to get a special kind of stamp with every purchase that we bought at a local store. And I don't remember, I don't think the store is even in existence anymore, but we would take them home, we'd take those stamps home, we'd stick them in a book, and then when we had enough, we would go to the redemption center and buy something with that. How many of you remember that? Or am I, or am I dating myself? The only thing I remember that we got with those stamps, I wanted a Bible. I wanted a living Bible. And we got home, the cover was one way, and the inside of the Bible was upside down and backwards. That's the only thing I remember from those stamps that we purchased. But it was fun to collect those stamps, to check out the catalogs, and then to go and make the purchase. Some of us remember the Sears and Roebuck catalogs, the JCPenney catalogs. Again, I'm dating myself. But those were wish books. We would go through those 
and look at what we wanted for Christmas. And some of you young folks don't remember that. I know my son is sitting back there shaking his head. But you know, we don't remember, you don't remember those things, but we remember those. For some of us, the biggest use of those catalogs was to put in a chair, because we didn't have high chairs back then, to put on a chair to sit the children on so they could reach the table. That was one of the uses that we had for that. But a lot of people would use that as a wish book, to go through and pick out Christmas presents. Wow. In an earthly sense, hope is longing for something that we don't yet have. A new bike. A new computer game. For me, it's crafting tools. For my guys, it's regular tools. But anticipating, looking forward to something that we don't yet have. In each case, the emphasis is on something that we don't yet possess, but we look forward to possessing it. In a spiritual sense, the word hope takes on a different dimension. The Old Testament writers looked forward with hope to a mighty deliverance from enemies who had overtaken, overpowered them, and ruled them. They hoped for a deliverer. They looked forward also with hope to an even greater deliverance from the power of sin. They looked forward with hope to the coming of the Messiah, our chosen one of God. And you know what? The Jewish people are still looking with anticipation, with hope to the coming of the Messiah because they have not yet recognized the one who came. As Christians, we celebrate the fulfillment, yes, the fulfillment of the Old Testament promise and prophecies concerning the coming of the Messiah. We also look forward with hope to the return of Christ and all of his glory. When we think of Advent, we think of the coming of Christ, but it also looks forward for us as Christians to the second coming of Christ. We look forward with hope to heaven and being reunited with our Savior and our loved ones. Hope. I'm going to share a couple of other portions of scripture. First of all, the one I already read, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. A number of years ago, a very dear friend of mine was working with her husband at their camp, and he dropped over dead. I mean, literally just dropped over dead. A few years later, her mother passed away. But the one thing that she has shared with me over and over again is the help and the hope that she has found in this passage of Scripture. It's not just hope, but the fact that we have a God of hope who walks with us who is there with us through all of the ups and the downs and the stresses and the strains and the struggles of life, we have a God of hope who does indeed fill us with joy and peace, who does give us his Holy Spirit to overflow within us that wonderful, wonderful hope that is ours. What a beautiful, what a powerful word picture we have here. The God of hope. And Paul basically pronounces benediction over the believers in Rome. Where does hope come from? For us as Christians, 
as not anticipating that right present at Christmas, that hope comes from the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. Peter talks about it as being a living hope. 1 Peter 1, verses 3 through 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Oh, you could get a whole series of sermons out of this one. But Peter is writing here about a living hope and an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade that is kept in heaven for us. A living hope because we have a living Savior, right? That's the basis of our hope as Christians. Yes, we will be in a few weeks celebrating the birth of Jesus. But you know, as Christians, we know the whole story, don't we? We know the whole story that, yes, Jesus came as a baby. Yes, he lived among men. Yes, he died a very cruel death on the cross. Yes, he was raised again from the dead and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God in heaven. We have a living hope because we have a living Savior. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? And we also have an inheritance to look forward to, one that will never perish, spoil, or fade that is kept in heaven for you. Now, earthly inheritances do fade, do perish, do rust. Years ago, when my in-laws passed away, my husband received a monetary inheritance from his parents. And with that, he bought a new truck, a beautiful maroon Toyota Tacoma. Our family had grown. We had a young son. The old truck just would not accommodate all of us. It was just a two-seater. So he purchased that truck, and he maintained it, as any good mechanic does, washed it, waxed it, undercoated it. And one day he got noticed that Toyota Tacomas were being recalled because they had faulty frames, frames that rusted out. He said, not mine, I've undercoated it. Over and over and over again, I've washed it, I've maintained it. But when he took it into the shop to be checked, the mechanic stuck his finger right through the frame. And so the process back then was a purchase or a buying back of those trucks one and a half times what the value was. And so we started that process, and we kept driving it in the meantime. We kept driving it in the meantime. And there finally came the time where he brought the truck in, he had ordered a new truck, got the new truck, And the day that they put that truck up on the car hauler to take it away, and it was still drivable. They put it up on that car hauler right on top because it was drivable. And they went to fasten it down, and the frame went, broke right in two. Broke right in two. And Rudy called us and told us what happened. And and I mentioned it to Brandon. I was homeschooling Brandon. He said, you know, he said, every time. We went out in that truck. I prayed that that frame would hold together. And that frame held together. But you know what? That's what happens with earthly inheritance, isn't it? They don't last. They don't last. But we have a living Savior who is in heaven. 
We have the promise of an inheritance that will last forever. That's where our hope is, isn't it? We have seen over the last two or three years, we, our world is in a world of hurts. Between the COVID epidemic, the inflation going out of sight, everything happening in our country, our government, our media, our world can't offer much in the line of hope. But we have one who does. We have a God of hope. And we have a living hope because of what Jesus Christ did for us. We have a living hope because we have a living Savior. Isn't that wonderful? That's good news for this Advent season. Really good news. And let's not forget, as we go through this Advent season, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. I want to take us to another passage of Scripture. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. I love that. We have a high priest in heaven. We have a living Savior, but we have a high priest in heaven who knows us, who understands us, who knows our struggles, who is there to listen to us when we call out to him. But we also have this hope as an anchor for the soul. We have hope because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. We have hope because Jesus has not only died for our sins, he has also entered heaven and now serves as our high priest. Hope, as um, Donald Goffrey and Tyndale New Testament commentaries wrote, hope is based on the finished and yet continuing work of Jesus as high priest. But we have this hope as an anchor. What does an anchor do? It keeps the ship from drifting away. When Brandon was young, we took him on a homeschooling field trip to the Maritime Museum. And that Maritime Museum was anchored down on the dock near Bridge Street there. And we went down there. And I'll tell you, it was a windy day. And that wind was blowing that ship all over the place. And finally, those in charge of it put down more anchors to keep the ship from being blown away from the shore. That's what an anchor does. It helps to keep the ship from drifting, from going off course, from being blown by the wind. As Christians, we have hope as an anchor during the storms of life. And I'm going to tell you, the storms come, don't they? This past year, I think I have done more funerals than I've done in a very long time. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking funerals. Many of the individuals have been younger than I am. And that doesn't take much, I know, I realize that. Okay, my family will tell you that. I'm getting up there in years. But those storms come, don't they? Those problems come. But the hope that we have in Jesus Christ keeps us anchored, keeps us from being driven off course, keeps us from, being, from drifting away. And you know what? It doesn't take much to drift away. I have a book at home by Chuck Swindoll, Church Awakening, and he talks in there about a church in Russia that one day the whole church was gone. And he said, how did it happen? Brick by brick, somebody came and took those bricks 
until the whole thing was gone. What's happening in our society? Brick by brick, little by little, our whole society is being wrecked by the storms of life, aren't they? Are being wrecked by the different things that are happening in our world today. And it's so easy to get caught up in that little by little. But you know what? We have a hope. We have a hope. We have a living hope because we have a living Savior. But we have hope as an anchor because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And that anchor is in heaven, isn't it? Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? This help helps us to keep our focus on Jesus Christ, on our heavenly goal, helps us to stay strong during the storms of life instead of being driven off course. One more passage of scripture, and there's a lot more. In fact, I would challenge you during this coming week, and I was going to try to put together some verses on hope, but to take some time to look through your Bible, look through your concordance, and find more words on hope. But Lamentations 3, 21 through 26, yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. This is from the book of Lamentations. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Why? Because God's love for us never fails. God's compassion for us never fails. His mercies never fail. They are new every morning. We can count on that, can't we? We can count on it because we have a God of hope. We can count on it because we have a living Savior. We can count on it because he is faithful to us. But the challenge to us, the challenge to us is to hold on to that hope. Don't let go. Don't let go. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward. But the Old Testament concept of hope was based on the trustworthiness and the dependability of God. The basis of the New Testament concept of hope and of our hope as believers is Jesus' resurrection from the dead and what he has gained for us through that resurrection. Yes, God is still trustworthy. Praise God. Praise God. He is still trustworthy. He is still dependable. He is still to be able to be counted on. Other things may not, but he is. He is. God is still trustworthy. What he did for us in Jesus Christ goes beyond being trustworthy to exhibiting mercy and grace and untold love. Let me ask you this morning, what is the basis for your hope? Will the hope that you have keep you steadfast in all of the storms of life and all of the upheavals of life? Will it keep you safe until you reach the other side? until you reach your heavenly goal. It can, but only if it's a living hope and a living, loving Savior. Today, let us rejoice in the hope that is ours in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for 
your word this morning and for what you teach us. Thank you for the hope that we have because we have a God of hope who loves us, who cares for us, who sustains us. Thank you that we have hope because we have a living, loving Savior who is at the right hand of the throne of God and who now intercedes for us and serves as our high priest. Thank you that we have hope as an anchor during the storms of life. Oh, Lord, you know each one of us this morning, and you know exactly what we need. Some here are struggling, but, Lord, help them to reach out to you in these moments and to reaffirm their trust, their hope, their dependence on you. Be with us in these closing moments. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us stand together.